What's going on, everybody? Today is November 14th. It's Tuesday, 10, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, and you are listening and watching the Daily AI Show Live. And that's that. Nice. Um, today, right now, at least, we have uh, four. So we have Junmi, Beth, Andy, and I'm Brian. And we'll see who else who joins us here as, as we go along. And today, the conversation is about multitasking, but not just multitasking. Obviously, we want to put an AI spin on that. That's the point of the show, right? So today is more about, you know, as it's been one week and a day since um, custom GPTs have been announced. So they were announced during Dev Day uh, last Monday, if you happen to be listening to this, on the 14th of November. <clears throat> but I actually didn't get access to them. We didn't know. No, you know, some people were getting access. Beth, you got access a little bit earlier. Aaron and got access a little bit earlier. I didn't get access till Thursday afternoon. Um, so of course, you know, you just, you're reading documents and you're watching what other people are building, but you're not, you're not quite sure. And so Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, Saturday into Saturday, I just started building and I just start playing with it like you guys did and, and sort of figuring out what can it do and pushing it this way and pushing it that way. But I had this, the idea for this show came up on Saturday when I was like, oh, you know, the whole, the whole thing about multitasking. And I've always read that like multitasking is like fake. It doesn't exist that people who say they can truly multitask aren't that they're just quickly moving from a single focus task to another. And that multitasking is this sort of thing that maybe doesn't exist. Although some people will claim that they can truly do it. Maybe not. But as I was working with the GPT, <laughs> it was doing work with me that I did not have to keep my full attention on. And so I had this thought too of, am I multitasking? <laughs> and as dorky as that sounds, that's kind of where my brain was. Like, am I, am I truly multitasking? Do I actually have this, not agent, that's too far ahead, right? We talked about that yesterday, but do I have this assistant, this AI assistant with my knowledge and my ability to guide it in the right direction, which is basically it, do I now have this assistant who's now doing work very similar to the way I might give to an intern? And so is this truly the future of like what we would consider to be multitasking? So that's the idea of it. I want to dive deeper into obviously custom GPTs and all the stuff you guys are doing, but I don't know. Let's start there. What do you guys think? Is that, am I, am I nuts? Uh, is there no. something to it? Do you think you can actually multitask? I, I think, I, th I think you're, you're going down the, the right track there, Brian. <laughs> Um, so, so, so I've been, I've been looking at various studies and where this, you know, the concept of multitasking and what kind of effects that it has on you. So I, I won't delve into that too deep, but essentially multitasking is bad. That's what I gather. Uh, it, depending on, you know, the actual situation, remember a, a study is a very specific, uh, slice of that, but, um, yeah, I was reading the Stanford study that said people who are uh, working with uh, multitasking between media, like emails or phones or or anything like that, um, they dropped their productivity by like forty percent. So, uh, so having an AI who can be your assistant to take over those kinds of repetitive tasks, especially if they're like mundane tasks, mm. uh, will totally help you gain that productivity back, right? So if you were attempting to go through from your email to your phone to, you know, watching a video to, you know, whatever you're doing is part of your process, you, you can hand that off to the AI and the AI can uh, provide that lift for you. 
so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you're, I think you're going down the right path. And I, I think that's the, the big benefit of having AI right now. It's, it's the low hanging fruit. Take mm -hmm. care of these things that I have to do every day. Uh, I think I was reading another study that said we spend about 13 hours a week reading email. So if AI can gain me that 13 hours back, so I don't got to re read my email or at least a part of that, it's totally worth it. Yeah. I'll so I say that. Back. Go ahead. Go ahead, Beth. I just want to push back just slightly. Brian said, you know, oh, I was just playing around like everybody else played around. And I just am here to say that Brian did not play around like everybody else played around. And it was part playing of, around to me. Part of the results that Brian got that we're talking about today are because he, uh, I don't know, found a way, created a way, whatever verb you want to insert in there to basically chain a series of actions within mm. the GPT, which means, because it's a, I am not using it as much to multitask because it's coming back to me in a very short period of time. So, mm it is sequential single tasks sure. and uh and you are the only one that i've seen or heard doing uh doing the thing so um i love the idea of this um and i'm so excited for the show yeah andy what did i interrupt no no uh you you're you're spot on there and uh i just wanted to say that multitasking is bad for humans mm. it's not multitasking when you delegate to team members uh, you get multiple things done. And so the concept of using a team of AIs, because there's no limit to the number of GPTs and or other uh, AI LLM interactions you can spawn. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's that's truly accomplishing the objective of multitasking without the degradation of our attention capability, what, which is limited pretty much to the studies will say, I'm sure, to one thread at a time. So that gets to the point about this pairing of an automation, which is capable of multi-threaded operations. You take the output from one or a prompt and you feed it to multiple different, uh, you know, parallel threads that are being that are using LLMs. And now you've got an, an AI agent in effect that's multitasking itself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I want to just get a little more meta here. <laughs> you yeah. know, AI is perfectly capable of multitasking in a way that we're not. So, yes, agents which can take action and can, you know, have some memory and coordinate. I mean, we've seen some examples early on of uh, agents that can spawn another agent to do a task that it knows has to be done. And so mm -hmm. it's really good at this delegation process. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. So like, you know, Andy, right before, <laughs> right before we went live, I don't think it was on the, the air or whatever. You're, you're like, usually every day, I'm usually, you know, chit-chatting, chit-chatting. And I see the timer counting down and it's like, look, it's 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Let's go. And so Andy said right before we went live, he's like, I'm from the military, which I totally respect. Um, and so he's like, let's, let's keep it on time. Let's start on time, even though we don't end on time ever. Um, but the, um, what I wanted to bring up to that is span of control, because I was a firefighter for many years. And so span of control was a huge part. And so typically you would say a span of control should not go beyond five to seven. 
right? That was usually where people would say, if you were some sort of manager level of some level, you should not have more than five to seven people directly reporting to you. If you have more than that, you should probably split to so East, West Coast, whatever you're going to do. And then that span of control splits out underneath that. And so um, I think about these custom GPTs, and I'm not saying we're there necessarily today, but what's the difference if I'm a human with a span of control or five to seven humans or five to seven agents that are all working and I and are managing and are bringing information back to me? And as the human, I'm overseeing those happening. <laughs> And then making decisions based on what those outputs yeah. are on how we proceed forward. And so perhaps as if I had five interns in this office with me right now, they would do a little bit of work and I would come around to their desk, so to speak. And I'd say, how are you doing? And they'd say, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, now that you're here, you said do one, two and three, which I did. But I'm confused because my four doesn't look like your four. And I go, ah, okay, listen, you just need to you just need to adjust this a little bit and you'll be on your way. But probably better communication for me would have helped with that. There is no difference for me between that and exactly what I've been doing with the custom GPTs. Because I'm just coming back and seeing, saying, I see your answer, but you're you're a little off, but we're not too far off. So I'm gonna help you adjust. We're gonna correct our lane. And we're going to drive forward to the next task. And when we get there, you know, either ding me or bring me into the role and say, hey, I'm done. Could you could you check my work before I move on? I don't want to proceed too far down the line, only to find out that if I worked in, as if you gave an intern and just put them in another room, there's a good chance at the end of an eight hour day that intern will have done a lot of unnecessary work because somewhere around hour two, mm. it went off the rails. They didn't know. They didn't have the knowledge for that. But I did. I was the expert. And so my span of control over those five to seven people or agents, however you want to look at it, to me, I don't see any difference. I think that is exactly what is going to happen. So I don't know that we're necessarily there with custom GPTs today, but I had that feeling of it on Saturday where I thought, oh, this is different. This is whole, this feels different than if I was just frantically bouncing around. It was doing a task and I was just monitoring it as it went along, but I totally left my attention and went on to another task that I was doing on my computer, uh, making probably thumbnails for the show or something like that. And then every couple of minutes, I would come back and go back to the custom GPT. Okay, I've talked enough, but that's that's where my brain is. So like, am I am I an idiot here? Am I am I on the, do you guys see it the same way or or no? Uh, uh, actually, I- oh, Go ahead, Carl, go ahead. Um, I actually looked at it completely a little bit different where I can see it as a, where you saw it as a way to add elements to automate. I saw it as a way to further engage and interact because one of the things that I have been seeing a lot and I feel it's a big deal. I don't know if anyone else feels a big deal, big deal is you can interact and with the actual knowledge source so no other custom chatbot you know when you load a let's say a chat base or retune or whatever you load all the the knowledge sources the web pages the um the pdfs the files the q's and a's but you can't actually ask that that chatbot to hey <clears throat> um document four i want you to do this in document four i want you to implement and it's not just retrieving the information in like so it's like i want you to implement document four and document mm -hmm. four is a list of instructions and right. so which is 
I was looking at it as throughout a conversation, I found something. And because of that, I want you to implement document or instructions number four to what I found. So that takes to me, I don't know if it's more complex, but it allows you to do more things because it doesn't just have to be find knowledge, use base knowledge to do task. It's implement task using using said knowledge. And I want you to implement it to this specific thing. I don't know if, it, if I'm complicating it, but I found yeah. that it's like, there's sometimes I don't want you to. So what I've been doing is building GPTs with instead of instructions that it's not supposed to pull until I tell it to pull or mm -hmm. like you've done to automate it. But here I want full customization. So I just don't want it to automate. I want to actually like when I tell it to implement, it will implement when I'm doing it. So that just to me opens even more doors. I just don't know what the doors I've just opened, but I think there's a lot there. I just, I, my, my brain hasn't gone that far yet. So document four is like, the name or so for the example, yeah. document. So for example, like say, say I have a word document and in that word document, it's like, it's a prompt. You will right. search the website, do this. This is the, this is the output that I want. And I want you to do these four steps. So, and it's just sitting there as a knowledge source and it's called, let's say, call it document four. Okay. And I'm just using a thread. I've created a completely different GPT and suddenly there's an output that I want. It's like, I want you to implement document four for this company that it's pulled, popped up. So here's the use case. It's like, okay, I want you to do an online search of a company's for our competitors. Ooh, okay, got it. I want you to implement document four for that specific company. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it would search the knowledge base, look at document four and implement it just for that company. Like that would be my use case from a research perspective. And then it implements it, does the research, does the specific research for these three things. And it would come back. Oh, I've done search on this. This is what I found. Blah, blah, blah. So that's just a small use case. I believe I believe that I can mm -hmm. do a lot more. I just haven't thought about it. And I'm hoping that all of you could like come up with really fun cool use cases well, yeah so what you're describing uh, i just want to put a term to it yeah. it's like, like those documents are subroutines for that gpt so yeah, you can so, invoke right. one of those subroutines and now you've got you've just uh, expanded the capability of that gpt right yeah, yeah the I, idea I would tend it to more like microservices but i sure. i agree with you andy yeah there's actually a gpt that I, that's where I got the idea from. It's called Grimoire. I don't know if you've seen it. It was It's all over X. It's like a coding assistant. But what's really neat is one of the instructions is like, go to README and implement. And I was like, what? So you click it and there's a whole set of, it just pops up everything on the README. And then I thought, if you take that even further, you can actually tell, like engage with one of your documents whenever. Because people are starting to add hotkeys into the gpt so if you press k it does this if you press j it does that so it's like okay if you can implement that then what can you do with specific set of documents so essentially you're programming the gpt to go further now i just don't know again like how far you can push that i haven't gone well too far I here's what you're saying carlos I, I agree with you i think there's two different ways that i've looked at chat gpt or uh, excuse mm -hmm. me custom gpts um mm -hmm. 
there's the automation, which I already talked about. And then mm -hmm. I think you're talking about the other side. So automation is tasks one through 10. And sure. together, we're going to work through these tasks. I yeah. could ask you to run tasks one through 10 together, but I'm going to, but two things could happen. One network error, which really sucks because if it's <laughs> network error, you're starting back at task one, whether you yes. want to or not. Yes. There's no ability to say, keep going, no. even though you have a network. Error. It's, the, no. it's a, it's a problem that I hope OpenAI solves is that when it has says network error, the only option is regenerate. Well, what if I just want it? What if it's good enough? And I just want to pick up from here and not yeah. start back all over running the prompt. Okay, so that's one problem. Two, as I said before, it could be wrong at task three and I won't know till task 10 and that's a waste of time and resources. Yeah. Then there's Carl, what you're saying is, and that's the other way I've built, it's similar, a little different, is I've used the knowledge base, the files, and loaded it with, since I had already created a sales prompt library that had 60 plus different prompts in it, right? I took those prompts and what I did was I created a new custom GPT and I said, here's all the ways that you can go about getting information. So now what the user does, as opposed to going to a Notion page and having 60 plus different ways that they can take a templated um, prompt and then paste it and then fix the variables, right? Because it's going to yeah. say industry or title sure. or whatever it is, right? Those yeah. are the variables. And you you have to replace those with whatever yeah. you want it to be. So it runs. Yeah. I put all that in a, in a, in a file. And now what the system does is chat custom GPT says, what do you want to do? And you say, and it gives, I give them four different cho choices, right? To start with. And if it's like, you really don't know, it's like the, one of the options is list the prompts that you're capable of running. And then yep. what it does is it says, okay, great. So then it says, well, I want to research this company's top trends. Great. For that, this is the prompt that I think is going to be best. And here are the two variables I need from you in order to run this Perfect. prompt. Yeah. Yeah. Then it just runs the prompt. Then what's yeah. super cool about it that you can't do in a chat base or something like that is if I'm the end user, this is akin to an executive coming into an executive meeting and having all these beautiful dashboards in front of them. And then the executive undoubtedly will ask the one question that all the, the data analysts <laughs> didn't think to prepare for and you're effed. Right. Yeah. And now there was tools that were built years ago that sort of fits that on the fly where you could dive deeper and drill into different data sure. points and stuff. Yeah. But if I'm the end user, I, I'm just building the system for them. I'm building the ecosystem for them to play around. So when they get that answer of top trends for company, there's a good chance they don't want to run right into the next prompt. What they might actually want to say is, that's interesting. Can I now know this? Now, that's not in my not database. All they're doing at that point is now using and leveraging the power of ChatGPT that already existed to continue on that conversation. But guess what? Once they're good with it, they say, this is really interesting. Now, knowing what the, t the titles are at this, this company and this sub-industry, can you help me with some key value props that would be associated? Well, guess what? The custom GPT is, is trained on their company and all their services and products. So it goes, whoop, and it come, brings them right back in and it starts creating more personalized content for them. So I see the automation side where I'm trying to work with it through a step-by-step -step procedure, which there's a bajillion of these in, in the, the business world and personal. And then I also see it as creating a, a knowledge base of other super prompts that can then go and do super things. And it's mm -hmm. just about the, the end user working with it to get the results they want. Knowing at any time though, they have the full power of all of ChatGPT plus browsing, which is the big one. That's where respell and other things fall flat right now Correct. is that they yeah. don't have the full power of 
Bing browsing, and it is crazy powerful right now with its yeah. citations and everything else. Whatever they've done in the last couple months has made it a game changer on just the browsing thing for me. So anyway, that's I think I'm right where you are, Carl, but that's how I've been using it, and it is crazy powerful in being able to do that. I, I think the, the one thing that I'm just by listening to you talk and then me trying to explain it to somebody, I'm like, okay, if you bring it back, I'm like trying to explain this to a business. We have lost them within the first like 10 seconds of we speaking. We're like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what are you talking? So I'm just like, how can we explain this ability and simplify it to an audience that is still in the throes of how do I prompt correctly? And I think like, sorry, I may be taking that off track, but it's like, we're, we have so many cool use cases, but like, how do you bring it back? But also how do you keep exploring the use cases? It's really tough to, and that's where, where my head is. It's like, um, we're pushing it right to the limit when like people are like, what is a custom GP? I don't even know. I don't know what a custom instruction. Well, I don't want a custom, like, right. My answer to that is you create the instructions inside the knowledge base. It's an actual file. So what you do is you allow the end user who we have to assume is going to show up to a, the terminal essentially inside of ChatGPT Plus. They're going to say they're, they're a sales rep, right? Because I deal with sales. They're going to show up and they're going to be like, my manager wants me to use this. That might be as far as they've gotten other than the fact that they have GPT Plus. They would have to, right? <laughs> so we're going to assume they've used ChatGPT a little bit. So my goal is that I have to have four really good starter questions to help them get started. But one yeah. of them really should be, if you don't know what to do, type in, can I have the instructions? And it goes, whoop. And it gives examples of prompts and things they can ask and what yeah. the results are going to look like to get their brain firing. <laughs> and I think that's all you need for them to be off to the races. But without right. that, with a blank screen, it's challenging. I, I think like that's where if you want to check out a, to me that grimoire op, uh, GPT yeah, that, does know? an amazing job of that. Yeah, first one of one of the the um we know see the thing is we know a grimoire. I I feel like a grimoire the moment I heard it's like this like amazing fantasy book that opens up like that's and my mind goes in. But on that, there is can I actually share a screen on that? Can I share a screen on this? Because I think this yeah. is yeah, like sure. present that. Um while you're getting that set up, one okay. of the questions that you asked was how do we talk to people who are at that very beginning? and learning how to prompt. And I think one of the keys in this is good news. You don't have to know how to prompt anymore. Prompt is embedded in the GPT, right? Yeah. Now you just have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it, it's up. I don't Oh yeah, here you go. <clears throat> so what the, now this is a little long, right? So it's, it shows like, oh, show me the hotkey and then like, and on X, it was like, it's like, because he started thinking about, oh, should I put out like, you know, promoting my website and stuff. And one of the things I thought is like, it takes a really long time to load this thing. Like, because like, it's like, do this, your code companion, whether whatever, right? And it, it's like, maybe you shouldn't be too this long. But what it is, it's like, if, if he keeps <clears throat> going, it tells you all the stuff it's supposed to do. 
but then it gives you the hotkeys of what you know if you're stuck press ss if you're this press k if you're this press j it's like loaded those instructions and it's get like it's kind of a roundabout yeah. way to program a gpt to pro like yeah. to be like a full interactive thing so mm. like if you like and that's it's like here's the instructions on how to do everything and i think his instructions were seven seven thousand two hundred and something characters that's what his custom wow. instruction was so yeah. it isn't just like a one line like this was actually like full on and he has a command menu and and everything so Which, it's yeah. too much it it's is, too much it's for like, the end i'm waiting here and i'm like oh my gosh yeah, what am nobody I wants to wait for all this no and like even at, I waited the entire time, and at the very end, it's like, oh, like he's like, Network should I put ads at the end? Like, no one's gonna get to the ads. Like, if you're gonna do an ad, maybe put it at the top. But like, don't put an ad on the end. This is. But do you see though? Like, even though yeah. you probably won't, it, I was like, okay, now let's take this, and how could we use this in in our GPTs? Right. Right. So I love like, the how, idea. Like it just, it's like it's wait a second now. If I press W, I can confirm. If I like, how can I apply this to it? And it's a crazy, it just again, it's like mine's like, oh, what can I do with this? Mm. But it takes forever. <laughs> You're like, here's the keys. I'm like, no one's gonna wait this long to know every single key, except for people like us and be like, oh, that's interesting. And then I'm like, but then I'm like, unless you were gonna copy this and like put it on another exactly page or something and have it on your dad i don't know like this is i mean this is impressive but i think <clears throat> it really needs to be like beginner user instructions almost you know manual file like uh when you're yeah. running linux you can just go man this command and then it'll bring up your manual file that explains how to do all this I that's that what i saw I when think it, it should have been that instead of actually like put out the entire readme because yeah. that's what it is. It's like, and then yeah. you have no one's like, it, it's like, what is this? It's like, this could have been made up. Like, this, like, I don't know who these people are. And it's like, quick, <laughs> I was like, what? I, I don't get it. And it's just, okay. Well, so, I think it's also frustrating because like after all of the, the releases and updates, mm -hmm. we've seen a marked, uh, decrease in uh in speed or of our output in, in GPT. Yeah. yeah so so we from our use we're uh <laughs> we're used to it like oh well i guess all 10 million people are using it right now okay i guess yeah. i guess i'll just have to be waiting because we're you know we're early adopters we're experimenting so that we give it a little more slack than uh, uh, than a regular person. Be like, so, this is taking forever. I don't have time for this. Stacy so. had a comment uh, back with the topic of multitasking. She mm -hmm. finds herself sometimes watching the paint dry uh, uh, to look at mm. what it comes up with. Uh, and there's time you have to remind yourself to do something else and come back to see the results. I think that goes away with the novelty of it, right? You know, when the novelty fades, and this mm -hmm. is just a calculator. This is just a camera on your iPhone. Like, I think we're all going to do that because it's new and inventive. And, and to a certain, even though we've been doing this just about a year now, there's still something to that, like, 
holy crap, look what it's doing. Like, that's amazing, you know? <laughs> and you find yourself like also, I will say this, Bard doesn't do this, but like it's, they're sort of subconsciously dragging your eye by doing the one line at a time. And I remember mm -hmm. somebody saying this months ago. They're like, you know, ChatGPT doesn't need to do that, right? It's perfectly capable of just going blah. Just yeah. like in Bard's like, here's your answer. Boom, done. And it's a more subconscious thing that I think is in there because it's like follow the line and it's like the bouncing ball. And you're like, I'm going to read this as it goes. Cause I want to know what the next line is. And it's totally unnecessary. It's like, but I think I agree, Stacy, like it's, it's normal to want to do that. And I do have, I find too, that like, I will start it and immediately jump to another tab and I'll come back to it when I'm ready to come back to it. Um, yeah. And really, really be, you know, crossing my fingers that it doesn't say network error and it was it was a waste <clears> of time because <laughs> that's how my morning has gone if you can't tell um let's see we have another question on here uh is it necessary to learn some prompt engineering if i want to create some apps and gpts no not really no um great question i think um you can start with the the custom gpts has a builder built in i haven't messed with it. i've done i kind of went straight i skipped it immediately <laughs> straight yeah. to the big side. but I have now watched and played with it a little bit more. It is actually pretty impressive. So no, the answer, no. and I, I don't want to mess up your name. I, I have Jai. used it. Jai? Jai. Jai. Um, anyway, I have used Builder and I started using Builder and because I wanted to experience what the interactive capability was. And, and it's basically just working a prompt but it's asking you questions about, you know, what the task is, what's the context, but it's not using those terms. It's using more natural language for it. But what the output is, is a prompt. So uh, you can shortcut it all and just talk to GPT Builder. That's, yep. It's right there. You don't need to know how to do prompt engineering. It seems I think it's helpful for, from, for, uh, to approach it uh, mentally to to when you expand or refine your custom GPT, having uh, having that knowledge, uh, or you know having that mental state of, of how your approach is, I think would be helpful. But absolutely, do not need. Yeah. Right. So the grimoire so example. I... I'm sorry. Let me just mention that the grimoire example that we just looked at, the underlying prompt for that GPT is mind-boggling. I I don't yeah. know how yeah. they got so much complexity into that thing. But that's not what typical applications of GPT are. They're going to be a narrow scope and, and just a simple sort of okay. server service to you to do one simple task. Right. 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 So when I read prompt engineering, I was thinking the way that you format the prompt mm -hmm. in order to get the results that you want. And you don't mm -hmm. need to know that. But right. Junmi is right. Prompt engineering also is thinking about the discrete tasks that are needed to get to your goal. And that is very helpful. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, when you when you look at the when you use the, you know, the builder, then you look at the actual if you're able to understand use system thinking understand like the various elements of a prompt then you can look at the prompt itself that it's provided and be like wait i think i might add a couple things or take away this this doesn't make any sense so you can fine tune that you know uh that like in those instructions even further and make it really really tailored to your use which i think is 
Like it just adds to the whole experience because there's just some things you're like, oh, I'm going to have to write a prompt for this. Like, no, but you can add to it. And I think that's like where that knowledge comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you kind of nailed it. And maybe it's a, it's a good place to sort of wrap this up is, you know, we think about multitasking and you, if you, if you're thinking about multitasking, you're thinking like, well, what would I like? Maybe a simple task and like Andy saying nothing super com complex like Grimoire or other ones. Um, just one thing I wanted to kind of take off my plate, you know, when you come up with that angle, then that's really where you should start. You know, that's for anybody. Like start with that angle in mind. You, Carlos talked about this. You talked about this a ton with working with your clients about being very crystal clear about expectations with your clients for custom chatbots because ultimately, uh, not ultimately, oftentimes they're not, they're not aligned if you're not careful. They're thinking oh. they're going to get one result and you're, you know, with your expertise, I can only get to this point and it's good, but it's not where you are. And that ultimately allows them to be, feel let down even though that it was far superior to anything they had prior. So I think just as we think about these uh, custom GPTs, you're right. It really comes back to that system idea of what's the end goal? What do I want it to do? Do I want to have interactability with it or do I just want it to produce an answer? That could right away determine what the best tool is. And then just determining, okay, this is the goal. I'm going to give this to this, this hypothetical intern what are the individual pieces and parts and tasks that I would have to do or write down on a piece of paper to literally hand that intern for them to come back with a reasonable result that didn't require me to have to redo the work again, right? That it, that was better than me having to do it myself and one plus one equals three sort of situation. So that's probably the best way I think to think about these things. Um, understanding a little bit of prompt engineering, meaning just how to write a prompt, break up a prompt, break things down into that system thinking of individual tasks, that absolutely will help you. But as we're seeing, you know, and Andy was talking about the the builder, the 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 helper, I don't know what it's called, the helper side mm -hmm. of the custom oh, GPT uh, builder will, will do a lot of that work for you by just talking in natural language. And that's really, really cool too. It's a great way to learn too, by the way, because it'll build it. And then you can go look at the customized side to see what it built which is really cool. It's a fun way to kind of learn how to prompt as well. Yeah, Greg has um, a question. Okay, we're over time here, but if we how do, do you, have... how do you build without the builder? How, how are you guys adding prompt? You just uh, click On the customized side of it, you can just literally write in the instructions there and then use the upload files for the, um, for the um, knowledge base, whatever that might be. Yeah. PDFs there's or tabs up there, Greg. There, the, the one that's defaulted is the builder, but there's another one labeled configure click on that one and it gives you the structure where you yeah, can actually- Yeah, and it's in the instructions uh, section. That's what you're looking for, Greg. And then Dan just said, expectations management, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're dealing with any client, yes. <laughs> expectations management is critical because no doubt when we're dealing with AI, we have a lot of stuff floating around in our head. But again, we have to remember where the vast majority of business professionals are right now. And they're just not spending all their time looking to AI. No different than I'm not spending all my time looking into the latest and greatest things. And uh, well, my wife's a dietitian. You know, what's yeah. spinning in her head and where she has to bring that down to bring it to my level of what the latest and greatest things are in nutrition and dietetics, you know, that's the, that's the same for everybody. So we just have to remember who we're talking to and then bringing it to a level that makes sense for them without it feeling overwhelmingly uh, frustrating or some big giant new thing that's not going to be worth their time because it's just easier to do it the way they've always done it. And so that's always going to be a challenge um, for all of us. Um, okay.
Well, I think let's wrap this one up because I would do the TLDR, but I think we'll, we'll go on another five minutes. So um, we'll wrap this one up tomorrow, guys. We're going to be back with the AI news. Um, I'm sure we won't be just talking about Dev Day anymore. There's always more AI news that comes out. So we're going to be bringing all that to you guys tomorrow as we do every Wednesday. And then we'll be back the rest of the week with a couple more AI topics. So keep on coming back. Thank you so much to Stacy in uh, Jai. I'm so sorry if I'm messing up your name. Greg, Dan, thank you guys so much for leaving comments and interacting. And uh, yeah, please keep coming back. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you um, tomorrow. Till then. Uh -huh. Bye. Till tomorrow. Bye.